to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. All right, everybody. I know that CBD is a hot topic and rightfully so. There's a lot of misinformation surrounding CBD, but I tell you what, there's a lot of pretty amazing evidence for how amazing CBD can be for not only humans, but also for our pets. Uh, the ladies at Vet CS uh, were on the podcast recently. It was episode 148. Give it a listen. You will learn a lot. Um, but I use Vet CS products for me. I use Vet CS products for the dogs. And I tell you what, Tiva, as she ages, the CBD is just amazing for her arthritis. And Waylon greatly benefits from the CBD too. So if you've been considering CBD for you or for your pet, check out VetCS.com. And you can use code DisorderlyDogs for 10% off your first purchase. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I am so glad that you are here. I hope that you have found this podcast helpful in your journey in being a dog guardian. I take being a dog guardian pretty seriously and also not seriously all at the same time. So I hope you can relate and you're finding some really uh, applicable advice inside of this podcast. So in today's episode, I want to talk about sniffing and the ethics of sniffing. But before we jump into that episode, um, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to some of the most recent episodes if you are not caught up. I really work hard to make sure that I'm talking about relevant topics. I have really great guests. So if you are new to the podcast, do me a favor, check out some of the previous episodes because there are some awesome ones in there. If you need help finding a specific episode about a specific challenge you're having with your dog, you can head over to disorderlydogs.com and there's a search function there. So you can search all of the episodes there and that will hopefully be able to connect you with the episode that you need in the moment. Okay. So, um, I wanted to do an episode about sniffing ethics because I think that there's just, I don't think, I know that there's so much conflicting information from the dog training world about sniffing. And I want to just give you my real take on it and kind of where I sit on that and hopefully give you some more takeaways for um, the ethics of letting your dog sniff. So I know that um, most people who come to, you know, a dog training podcast, so if you are new here, welcome. You probably don't know, but there's a pretty big divide in the dog training world. I like to think of it of the old school dog training and the new school dog training, old school dog training being dominance-based and control-based and making dogs act like robots. And that's not the world that I exist in. I like to think that I exist in the new world, the new school of dog training, where it is focused on evidence and kindness and compassion. So just know that that is the lens I'm going to give this to. So if you listen to some other dog training podcasts and you're like, wait a minute, why is there so much uh, conflicting information? That's why. So welcome to the beautiful new world of dog training. (laughs) It's amazing here. 
So the old school dog trainers will tell you never let the dog sniff. They don't need to sniff. That's ridiculous. Don't let them sniff. Um, I wholeheartedly and completely disagree with that statement. Um, a lot of my cl- clients are very often surprised when I encourage them to let their dogs sniff more on walks than what they have been doing. So just know that's where I sit on it. You should absolutely be letting your dog sniff on walks or really anywhere you go, okay? So something we have to keep in mind when we talk about letting our dog sniff is that um, smell is our dog's strongest sense, right? Um, If you are not familiar with your dog's olfactory system, how their scent receptors work, um, I really want to encourage you to check out an author. Her name is Alexandra Horowitz. She has written several books. I have read all of them. They are amazing. And she really dives into the science and the background and, you know, kind of celebrating our dog's noses because they are freaking incredible. So knowing that information, right, knowing that our dog's strongest sense is smell, you can understand how ethical, unethical it becomes to not let them engage in using their strongest sense. Okay, so this is something that I will be honest in my career, um, I have shifted and opened my eyes to. So if you would have talked to like 10 years ago, trainer Rachel, I probably would have told you not to let your dog sniff as much on walks. But that's the beauty of growing and learning and evolving as a trainer is that now I have all this new information and I get to guide people to let their dogs do more sniffing. Okay, so I've really learned a lot over the years. And, you know, Waylon, (laughs) as many of you know, has taught me a lot about things and sniffing is definitely one of those things. So, um, yeah, Alexandra Horowitz, she's amazing. Read her books. I think it's really going to blow your mind. So once you have that understanding, I think it makes some of the human annoyances a little bit easier. So as a general rule, I like to allow a ton of sniffing for my dogs, especially when they are on a short leash, right? So I think that something that a lot of my clients struggle with is they want their dogs to walk nicely on leash, but they have this fictitious image of like, that means that the dog walks perfectly at their side a whole walk. Well, I've got news for you. One, that's not going to be enjoyable for your dog. And two, that's not a sustainable plan. So if you want your dog to walk nicer on a leash, if you can slow things down and let your dog sniff more, That in and of itself, my friends, is going to get you better leash manners because the dog isn't concerned about pulling ahead. They're just sniffing and meandering and kind of taking their time. So if you're struggling with leash manners, my suggestion would be to increase how much sniffing you're allowing and see if that doesn't make a big difference. If it doesn't, obviously, please reach out to me. You can reach out to Steph, who works for a good feeling dog training. We do virtual consults. We would be happy to talk you through a more in-depth training plan. But Generally speaking, I think all of us, all of you listening, I want you to increase how much you're letting your dog sniff, okay? But I think that there's also a little bit of like the flip side of that, right? Where people just let their dogs sniff and go everywhere. And that's really where I kind of want to talk about the ethics of letting our dogs sniff. And that's really as it pertains to human ethics, not dogs, obviously, right? Because they do not subscribe to our ethics. So when I am out on a walk with my dogs, I let them sniff to their heart's content within reason. And I want to just kind of give you a framework of what within reason means for me And I want you to understand that like, this is what's working for me where I live in my neighborhood with my neighbors, with the people we encounter. This is going to greatly vary depending on your location and the people that you're surrounded by. Okay. So, um, when we're out on walks, I let my dogs sniff and explore in people's yards 
but people's yards, people who have bushes that, you know, are well-maintained and my dog's just sniffing the bushes. I always allow that, right? Because we're not infringing on anybody's bushes, um, lawns, people's green grass. I let my dog sniff and explore in. I know that there are some weird neighborhoods where people get real pissed if your dog is in their green grass. So you're going to have to read your neighborhood, right? And understand that. But thankfully where we live, uh, nobody cares if my dog is sniffing in their grass, but something that I watch for, right, as a courtesy to my neighbors is that Waylon really likes to like kick, like kick his back legs like crazy after he uses the bathroom after he pees or he poops. And um, if he's in someone's lawn, if I see he's about to do that, I redirect him. Because, like, not cool to let your dog, like, mess up someone's grass, right? Just because we don't understand their love of grass doesn't mean that it isn't real for them, right? And we can still be good neighbors. So, you know, that's definitely somewhere where I draw the line, right? I'm like, Waylon, you can sniff as much as you want in this grass. But if you go to kick, I'm going to have to drag you along because, like, you know, we're not going to do that to someone's grass that they put time and energy into. When I'm out in the neighborhood, I typically have my dogs on a six-foot leash. And I really do not let them get any further than the six foot leash into people's yards, right? And I know that this seems silly and kind of like goes without saying, but a lot of times I see people out with their dogs on retractable leashes, which if you haven't listened to the episode where I talk about retractable leashes, listen to it. Um, It's not what you think it is. Um, And they let their dogs go all the way up to someone's front door. (laughs) I don't allow that, right? To me, that's a bit rude. Um, so that's, you know, an ethic where I kind of draw the line. I'm like, yeah, you got the six foot of leash, but you can't go up to someone's front door. Okay. So I guess that, you know, sniffing and just like letting your dogs access people's yards <laughs> is really important here. So something I also watch for, um, so just a, a random, not random, a little bit of a sidebar here. So I am married to a horticulturist, which means that he is all plants and our entire front yard is a beautiful flower garden, right? There's flowers everywhere. We don't got grass, nothing like that. The whole yard is flowers. And we worked really, really hard to accomplish that. And because I have that perspective, I like to take that knowledge to where I where I am and am not letting my dog sniff. So if I'm out and someone has a really nice garden that it's clear they put a lot of time and energy into, I will often let my dogs sniff but not step foot inside of. Okay? And again, like this is how I feel comfortable. This is the respect I want to give to my neighbors. But I do think that this is a good framework for thinking about this, right? When we're letting our dogs sniff. So I think generally speaking, when you're out, you know, on a neighborhood stroll, let your dog sniff a lot. But like, you know, trampling people's gardens, (laughs) kicking up people's lawns, that's not really cool, right? From where I sit. So that's really how I try to navigate letting my dog sniff. And I think something else that you guys have to consider and you have to kind of make your own rules for here, is what you are going to allow as far as like pulling behind you to sniff, stopping and sniffing from a run. So um, like I said, I have changed a lot over the last couple of years. And Waylon sniffing used to really infuriate me because I was just like, for the love of God, can we fucking move, please? But these days... I'm a much more patient, kind person than I was a couple of years ago, which is, again, the cool thing about growing as a human being. But I allow a lot of stopping and sniffing, right? Um, But 
I do draw the line at if Waylon tries to pull the direction we've come from. So if he tries to drag me from behind, that's what I'll say no. Right? Be like, sorry, buddy. I'll say no, literally. <laughs> Plant my feet. Give him no more leash. And then when he chooses to keep going, we'll keep going the other way. So that's just something that is that works for me. That's where I draw the line. But I think that letting our dog sniff doesn't have to be a free-for-all, right? Like letting our dog sniff can absolutely be within reason and your personal preference, right? So I think that if your personal preference is that your dog doesn't sniff a lot on a walk, you're going to have to create more outlets for them to sniff other places so that it's easier for them to just walk with you. (laughs) Okay, because we can't get rid of their strongest sense. It's there forever and always. So I think the more you can lean into and appreciate it, the less frustrating your life is going to become. And in turn, the less frustrating your dog's life is going to become. So something else that I see my clients do a lot is that their dog will go to sniff something that we deem gross, right? So like, for example, like goose poop or like a dead bird or something. Okay. And hear me out on this. Um, I don't stop my dogs from sniffing that stuff, right? The only reason I would stop my dogs from sniffing that stuff is if I was worried they were going to consume it and by consuming it, they were going to make themselves sick. So this is something that a lot of my clients have a really hard time with is like, you know, there are battles that I choose to fight and there are battles that I choose not to fight. And when it comes to dogs, you know, eating goose poop or sniffing dead birds. I don't fight that battle. They're dogs. What can it hurt, right? And like, obviously, I don't want you to to put your dog in harm's way, right? Where they could eat something that could potentially make them really sick or worse. But I think that we have too much sense of control, right? And we're like, no, they can't sniff that dead bird. When in fact, if you would have just given them 15 seconds to sniff the dead bird, they probably would have just moved on anyways instead of you making it a big deal. So I think that when you're letting your dog sniff things, obviously we want we don't want them to be, you know, sniffing something that they could potentially consume that could potentially be dangerous. But I think that I want to encourage you to let go a little bit. So if you follow us on Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO, you have seen no doubt videos of Waylon's what I call quote unquote treasures, <laughs> treasures being dead animal parts all of the time. And you guys, this is one of those things that like it, it hasn't made him sick, right? Like he's up to date on his dewormer. So I'm not worried about that. And if he wants to pick up a deer leg he wants to sniff the deer leg. He wants to pick it up. He wants to carry it. He wants to chew on it. That is the essence of being a dog, right? And, you know, I have never been one to be a micromanager. It's just not who I am as a human being. And it's definitely not who I am as a dog guardian. And I think that every dog teaches us something new. And I think people think I'm fucking crazy, right? They see this like, oh my God, she's letting her dog eat this wild animal. And, you know, I am, I'm just letting him do it. Right. And I think that there's this weird expectation because people think, you know, she's a dog trainer. She must have so much control. She doesn't let her let her dogs get away with that stuff. And like newsflash, it's not about control and it's not about letting dogs get away with things. It's about understanding the essence of being a dog. And instead of intervening and putting weird human 
fallacies and bullshit behind things. I just let my dogs be dogs as much as I possibly can. And I know that you wonderful people who are here listening today want that same thing for your dog. I get a lot of feedback from people over on Instagram that my dogs look so happy. And the truth is they're really happy. And you want to know why that is? Because I honor and recognize what it is to be a dog and I let them engage in those things instead of constantly trying to control and get them not to do things. So I think that sniffing ethics is really a lesson in letting go of control, my friends. Um, Okay, so here we are again, another short and sweet episode. I hope you found this helpful. If you would like to hear me talk about something specific on the podcast that I have yet to do an episode on, do me a favor, leave a um, suggestion over at disorderlydogs.com. And if you um, need more training advice, please feel free to follow me over on the gram. You can listen to the previous episodes of this. And I do work with people one-on-one in virtual sessions. So you can book those on the website, agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. Have a wonderful weekend, y'all. Smooch those puppies for me. And I am already looking forward to the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.